What's up, wild world? So, welcome to the inaugural episode of my podcast, New Guy Thinks Out Loud. My name is Ryan Pond, R-Y-A-N-P-O-N-D. I go by New Guy quite often, though. That's N-U-E-X-G-U-Y. And uh, that's just the name I picked up in college. So, this is my podcast, and basically, I've always loved this medium. I think it's you know, an awesome medium, medium, I grew up, my dad always listened to, like, talk radio, you know, especially, uh, sports talk radio, he'd listen to it all day when he was driving around, and even though I wasn't really exposed to it that much, I always knew that that was kind of him and his personality, and I definitely feel like it rubbed off on me, although, for me, it's podcasts that I listen to all day, and it's generally talk radio style podcasts about the things that interest me, so... I think that's where I kind of picked it up. I am a 31-year-old male. I have a family, four kids, a wife, and I guess I'm a geek, nerd, gamer, whatever you want to call it, since as early as I can remember. So, um, you know, I've always been into those sorts of things, and this podcast is kind of my way of talking to the world, I guess. Um, I guess in my older, my older age, a lot of what has become of me is I've began to try to address some of the things I don't like about myself. And honestly, I feel like I've done a really good job the last couple of years of kind of turning myself around and becoming somebody I like more. So hopefully society is starting to like me more too. Um, I've always been kind of secretive, so not that I've ever had any kind of secrets. I've just never been that much about like sharing everything and anything. Um, so this is just kind of me thinking out loud and actually trying to address people and express my thoughts and ideas and opinions instead of just like keeping them all to myself bottled up. So whenever I do get on here, my goal is to kind of talk about Really what I want to talk about is the things that I've enjoyed over, you know, the previous week or a few days or whatever it's going to be. Um, And and then I'll just talk about, you know, the comic books I've read, the movies I've watched, the TV shows I've watched, the music I've listened to, the games I've played, anything that I've, you know, anything that's interesting to me. So this might not be a great podcast for people that are looking for something specific to listen to about but it might also be a great podcast to learn about things that you don't know anything about so that's kind of the target audience I'm looking for here um so I guess really that about covers what I wanted to address about myself and who I am and why you're here now let's get into what it is that I've been doing this week oh and just to be clear I'm using a crappy microphone on a crappy headset on my phone to record while I drive around all day because that's kind of my job and what I do. So not only have I found it a great time to listen to podcasts, it also seems like a pretty good time to podcast myself so I can get into the, the thing I love so much. That being said, you'll probably hear like, you know, road noise, cars, traffic, that kind of stuff. I drive a standard, so you'll probably hear a lot of shifting, like clicks and stuff here and there. Um, but yeah, I mean, this is just me trying to, you know, maximize what I can do with my time while I'm just driving around. So hopefully it it comes off as interesting. So the first thing I wanted to talk about, um, I used to be a gamer, but 
a pretty big gamer. Like, that's pretty much all I did was either played video games or followed news and media about video games. But the last couple years, um, since I've started cultivating a family and everything else, it's really hard for me to, like, play video games. And honestly, the biggest part of games for me was always, like, storytelling. Really, anything for me goes back to great storytelling. I love a good story. So, um, I don't know. I found that gaming just... I don't think it has the best story... It's not the best storytelling medium. They, they, there are games that tell great stories, and there's a lot of great characters that have come out of video games. But at the end of the day, like I don't think it's a great medium for telling stories in the same concise manner that we can with so many other things. So, that all that to say, um, I have been playing Power Rangers Battle for the Grid from... I believe it's Enway, and I think the game is awesome. The gameplay is really good. I I have beat the story and the arcade mode with every character, so um, yeah, I'm pretty much done with that game. Pretty disappointed in a lot of things about it. The unlockable, like the lack of unlockables. Uh, I only play with about five characters out of the whole roster. So it doesn't bother me too much, but I know a lot of people were upset that there's only, I think, 12 characters, and they're celebrating 25 years of Power Rangers, and it honestly shouldn't be that hard for them to put more characters in the game, so I understand people's frustration with that. Hopefully DLC will fix that. I wish the special moves were a little more cinematic and more interesting, but they're not. And they have this, like, really great combo system as well as, like, a great team system. So that's something unique we haven't really seen out of many fighting games in the last couple of years. This game kind of reminds me a lot of, like, Marvel vs. Capcom 2. That, that's pretty much how I would describe it. Uh, the punches, the attacks don't do that much damage, but the combos can really add up and do a ton of damage. So... It is more of a combo-based fighter, um, and then the team thing changes the gameplay a lot once you start to understand how to work your team and use your team and everything. So, all in all, it's a, the gameplay is solid. Like I, I have zero complaints about the gameplay. Everything else about the game pretty much is lackluster. They could have done a lot better there. And fortunately, like the game, the mechanics of the game, I imagine, are probably the most difficult part of making a game especially a fighter, so I wouldn't be surprised if they invested like all of their time into making sure they developed a really good fluid combat system, and then they can fix pretty much everything else that people complain about through DLC, you know? You can always add more characters, add more levels, change the music, add music, you know, whatever, add voices, change voices. I think Destiny, they had uh, Peter Dinklage do a terrible job of voice acting for the first Destiny game, and then through an update later down the road, they had, uh, I think, Nolan North come in and re-record all of the vocals and everything, all the the narration and everything, so, um, yeah, I mean, it's very possible to fix a lot of the aesthetic issues with the game through upgrades. I don't know that they would be able to do that very well with the combat system. So they probably focused their efforts in the right place. But now I'm just rambling about a video game that honestly I've not played that much of. Just, you know, I'll take the time to binge through a character's arcade mode and then once I'm done, I'm done, you know. So, um, yeah, I don't know why I'm still talking about this. Moving on. Uh, the next thing... 
that I was going to talk about. Oh, Valiant. Uh, Valiant Entertainment, I believe, at this point. They, they're doing an awesome job with 2019. So I, I've read a few Valiant books, but I've never gotten too deeply involved in their world and everything. So um, to me, 2019, they're coming out with a lot of new stuff, some number ones, some new runs, things like that. So I've been super interested in what they're doing. Uh, they just came out last month with Fallen World number one. And this is a an event, I guess. Um, but it, it focuses on a character named Rai, who I had never read. I just thought the cover looked really cool, so I grabbed Fallen World number one. Turned out to be pretty awesome, but I didn't have any kind of background information. So at that point, I kind of reached out on Twitter, or actually, I think Instagram. And there was somebody, uh, I don't know how to pronounce his name on Instagram. It's like Zestrawa or something like that. Uh, it's like Z-S-T-R-A-W-A, I think. Zestrawa? I don't know. But either way, I've talked to him a couple times since then. Really awesome guy. But that day on Twitter, he dropped um, 2014 Matt Kent, uh, Clayton Crane, Rye. And so I grabbed volume one because he posted it. A lot of other people followed up on it. So I was like, all right, sounds good. So I got volume one. Um, I read through that in about, I think it was like a two hour read for me. And it was just awesome. It's really cool. I love the world. Uh, it's set in 4001 AD. So in the pretty distant future. And I loved it. I thought it was awesome. I really liked the character of Rai. He's currently probably my favorite um my favorite valiant character and they have a lot of good ones so that says a lot um kind of his signature like he he kind of bridges the gap between physical and digital he has the ability to like turn into basically a digital entity but really most of the time he's physical because he is more or less a jesus figure he uh he is there to protect New Japan and New Japan in 4001 is a floating colony just outside of Earth's atmosphere as I understand it so that was really cool and then Fallen World going back to that um, basically what happened in Fallen World is New Japan is no longer you know just outside of Earth's atmosphere it has fallen and so the book kind of Fallen World is kind of covering um Rai's journey to like you know protect the people that he was supposed to protect before his home fell out of the sky so that's really cool um the other really cool thing I liked about Fallen World was they have Jalad I that's how I pronounce it I don't know how other people do um but Jalad the eternal warrior he uh he protects the geomancer and anytime that the geomancer is killed then the geomancer is reincarnated and Jilad has to go find her or him, I guess. Um, honestly, I haven't read anything about uh, Jilad or however else anybody pronounces it. But I do like the concept of his stories and I've always kind of gravitated to those kinds of characters. I think it's just awesome, you know, this eternal warrior kind of idea. Um, it kind of reminds me of, uh, I think his name was Rory on Doctor Who how he became like the Spartan that protects her while she sleeps. That kind of stuff is awesome. 
Uh, I didn't really stick around for Legends of Tomorrow on CW too much, but I did like what I watched of it with uh, the whole Hawk, Hawk Man, Hawk Girl kind of thing. Um, basically, they have lived forever. Every time Vandal Savage kills them, they reincarnate and then they start all over again. So, yeah, those kind of like everlasting stories kind of intrigue me. So, uh, Valiant's doing a lot in 2019. They have Punk Mambo that's running with Colin Bunn. They have Fallen World has just started. Uh, Psylords comes out this month in June. Psylords number one. And then in August, Dr. Mirage number one will be dropping. So Valiant's doing a lot in 2019 to um, get their characters out there, build their universe, and do what they do, you know. So pretty excited about everything they have going on. Um, moving on, next thing. Referencing Colin Bunn and Pop Punk mambo then i'm gonna go ahead and i'm gonna bring up graveyard slaughter graveyard slaughter is a kickstarter campaign for a um i guess like a graphic novel anthology and it's a throwback to like the 80s and 90s when you would go into a movie store and like there'd be all these like crappy b-rated horror movies on vhs on a shelf in the back or whatever you know so that's kind of how Colin Bunn and the other people involved in this project, that was a big influence for them growing up. So they want to do a, pay homage to that by doing a anthology, basically. I know Colin Bunn is doing two of the stories. Um, I think there's another writer on the project. I'm not familiar with his work, though. So I think in total, the way it sounds to me, we're getting four stories, um, two by Colin Bunn, two by the other writer, and then they'll each have uh, illustrators, um, artists on the art part of that um and, and so far it sounds really cool i really like it i love colin bunn's writing because he always has this weird sense of eeriness about everything he writes um i would go back to the empty man that's i've been reading that it's awesome bone parish i've been reading that it's awesome um i read a little bit of punk mambo but i actually need to get caught up on the only two issues of that that are out so far so I'll be reading those, but I really like what Colin Bunn does. He has a series coming out called Unearth, and honestly, I have no clue what it, what that's about, but I've already like pre-ordered it because it's Colin Bunn, and all the art I've seen for it is amazing. So I highly suggest if you don't read Colin Bunn, check out his work. He's really good at what he does. Um, so, yeah, Graveyard Slaughter is going on. It's already 80% funded, and it's only been on Kickstarter for, I think, five days now. So they still got like 20 or 25 days left, but I would go ahead and support it because, you know, once it's funded, I definitely am getting my copy. I'm going to read it. So why would you miss out on that? It's like $15 for the regular cover. I think you pay $20 if you want the alternate cover. Um, I went ahead and funded it for, I think, the $20. Um, but I, I don't know. Both covers look really awesome. So I'm indifferent as to which one I actually get, but um, I went ahead and did $20 because I feel like that's a good level of support for this kind of project. Everybody else, I would say go to Kickstarter, check uh, Graveyard Slaughter, or you can go on Twitter or Instagram and look for Cullen Bunn, C-U-L-L-E-N-B-U-N-N. He's on both of those, and he's lately he's been posting a lot of those links and stuff. So if you don't know how to find him on Kickstarter, you can always look on social media, and I'm sure you'll be able to find him. Um, I know on Twitter they even have a Graveyard Slaughter uh, Twitter account, so you can find it there too. Check it out. 
Look at the covers. I've posted some of the covers on social media, so whatever you do, check it out. Look at it. It looks awesome. I think it would be great if everybody, you know, can commit to... I think there's even a reward for, like, $7. So, you know, whatever you can throw at this project, it would be awesome. So definitely do that. Uh, Moving on. I talked about Power Rangers a little bit through the video game. I read 39 when it came out of uh, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. And uh, I basically, I read, like, 1 through 33. Then I kind of fell off. And then I picked up 38 and 39 last week just to like finish out and make sure there was no breadcrumbs I would be missing because number 40 comes out at the end of June here and we're getting Ryan Perot or Parrot as I've heard it pronounced. I don't know how he pronounces it. I've always called him Ryan Perot. One of my favorite writers right now. He's absolutely phenomenal at everything he does and he'll be coming over from GoGo Power Rangers. He'll be moving over here to do Mighty Morphin Power Rangers starting with number 40 It's going to be a new event called Necessary Evil. They're introducing the White Ranger. Um, I'm pretty sure Rocky, Adam, Aisha, and Lord Zed are all going to be coming over from another universe or something. I don't know if the Solar Rangers are going to make an appearance. I kind of hope not. I kind of hope they do. I wouldn't mind if they get like their whole own series. That'd be great too. I think they were a great concept, just poorly written from the beginning. So I would like to see something come of all that because... Um, I think it was a really cool concept. The colors and the designs and everything looked awesome. So maybe they will, maybe they won't. How are we supposed to know? But I kind of don't want to see them in Mighty Morphin Power Rangers or Go Go Power Rangers, but I don't have control over that. So we'll see what, what kind of decisions are made there. Um, yeah, and then uh, this past month, Go Go Power Rangers number 20 also came out, and that was phenomenal. And that's pretty much the end of Ryan Perot's run. This month we're getting like a one shot, kind of like Shattered Grid was, so it's just going to be like one oversized issue called Forever Rangers, and as I understand it, that is going to be the full finale of Ryan Perot's run on GoGo Power Rangers, which I think at this point they're kind of calling these 20 issues Season 1. So Season 2 is right around the corner, they already have a writer on it and everything, but Ryan Perot will be kind of hands-on with Go-Go to tie it in to what he's doing with Mighty Morphin at this point. And then I think he's going to go hands-free on it. So we'll see what comes of all that. Really excited about everything Power Rangers are doing right now, though. So that's awesome. Um, moving on. Kind of the last big thing I wanted to talk about is a company called Humid Press. H-U-M-I-D. Press, P-R-E-S-S. It's a local local to Houston publisher. And he's got, they have three books out right now. They have Taffy Jack, Tex-Mex, and uh, Mudbug. And these are all basically number ones building this, this universe of characters. I've seen plans, I know he has like, 27 total characters i think it's like 15 heroes and maybe uh probably about the same in villains um and so they're all like designed and everything it sounds like he already knows their backstories and so each of these number ones kind of introduces this character and it usually has a crossover with another character from this universe so in three books we kind of know about five or so characters and 
they're really good. Each book is very, very much its own little thing. All of them kind of feel like throwbacks to things from before, you know. Uh, Taffy Jack kind of has like this Saturday morning cartoon meets black exploitation vibe. But then you get to Tex-Mex, and Tex-Mex feels like straight Saturday morning giant robot cartoon kind of material. Um, and then you get to Mudbug, and Mudbug is, it feels kind of campy, like the 60s Batman, like Adam West Batman, you know. There's a point where he gets a, he takes a bomb from somebody and puts it inside of a hot dog stand and picks up the hot dog stand and runs around with it over his head, just like the classic, you know, Adam West moment. So, uh, and he throws it off a dock in the water. So, yeah, it's kind of campy. It feels a little 60s-ish Batman, but at the same time, like, it's still just fun. That's what I can't stress enough about Humid Press is, like, none of these are going to be, like, your your crazy Marvel, DC, introspective, um um, deconstructive type of book. Like these are literally just like Saturday morning cartoons kind of books. Like they read real fast. They, they have great sequential art. So everything in the book flows. The writing's funny. Um, the story is light and you just get like the Saturday morning cartoon vibe. Like it just run, you can run through a book in no time at all, but you don't feel like you missed out on anything either. Like it was written for kids. So Highly suggest picking that those books up if you can find them. I know they're only for sale at um, some shops here in Texas, Louisiana, and like one shop in Mississippi right now. So hopefully it takes off though. I really like um, what I've read of it so far. Um, Mudbug, it was cool. And then on the 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 backstory for Mudbug is, um, I guess the second story or. Basically, you read Mudbug, it's only half a book. The second half of that book is actually about a character named Rawhide, who comes from, like, uh, Midwest Texas, I would say. And um, that story was really cool. I really like that character. I really hope to see more out of that. He was probably my favorite character out of those four. Um, Taffy Jack, probably my least favorite. Tex-Mex I thought was really cool, a ton of fun and Rawhide was really good, and Mudbug was kind of mediocre, but I also feel like we really didn't get much substance out of Mudbug. It was just that one little story where he's trying to eat beignets, and then somebody shows up claiming they have a bomb, so he has to change suits, and then he goes and beats up the bad guy and takes the bomb and saves everybody, and then he tries to get his beignets, and something else goes wrong. So um, one thing that was really cool in Mudbug, though, I'm pretty sure that's Cafe Du Monde. Um, that he's trying to eat beignets at, which I don't, I don't blame him. Cafe Du Monde's amazing. Those beignets are perfect. Um, and he's also in Jefferson Square. So I recognize a lot of that just from visiting. So I thought that was really cool. Tex-Mex, there's a, uh, there's a fault line in Texas that it, it cert kind of ties into their story. So I'm familiar with that. So that's a big part of these books too, is seeing the things that I've grown up with, you know? So that's really cool just to have something so region specific in my opinion, but that doesn't mean you can't enjoy it without knowing all that stuff. There are very minor details in those stories, so definitely check that out. Look up Humid Press on uh, Facebook. They're on Twitter, and they have a website where you can kind of see a lot of everything I just told you, so check them out. Cool stuff. Okay, and so I think the last thing for me to really touch on with this episode is um, just myself. You know, you can find me on social media, 
Uh, I'm mostly hanging out on Instagram and Twitter, and then I have Facebook, but I don't really do too much on there. I don't really interact a lot on there. Very active on Instagram and Twitter. Um, I was thinking about starting a, t- a Tumblr blog, but I don't know. I'm really just trying to like get all my creativity out into the world and see if there's even a place for me in a creative community. So who knows? Um, but either way, if you look me up, my name is Ryan Pond, R-Y-A-N-P-O-N-D. I'm on all the major social media platforms, basically. Um, most of them, I also have myself listed as New Guy, N-U-E-X-G-U-Y. And this is my first inaugural podcast, opening myself up to the world and the possibilities of what could happen, what I could do, and who I could reach through this kind of medium and platform. So if you like it, awesome. Thank you. Reach out to me. Um, I, I think a big goal of mine at this point in life is just to like start these conversations. I feel like I get myself really involved and interested in things, and then I have a lot of problems. Um, I like to talk about things. I love to read a book or watch a movie and just like sit around and talk about it and kind of deconstruct it and analyze it, you know? And so for me, I tend to find these things that it's very hard for that to happen. Um, especially naturally, uh, like humid press, you know, there, I wouldn't imagine that they've sold more than like 20 copies of everything they have. And that sucks because for me, I'm really interested in, it and I'd love to sit down and just like talk to other people that have read it and be like, yo, what did you think of this? This was cool. Hey, what about this? You know, but I don't get to have those conversations because I don't know anybody else that's, you know, into that kind of thing. Even a lot of the stuff I read, I am so hooked on Bitter Root. Like, Bitter Root is one of the coolest things I've ever read in my life. I love the art style of everything about it. I don't know anybody else that's actually read it, even though, like, it's a big deal somewhere because they're making a movie out of it. Lionsgate bought the rights to it. They... They loved it. They see the value in it. The book's so good, it went to a second printing, I believe. Um, the the trade came out for it recently. It's selling like hotcakes. And there's a summer special coming out. And then I think, again, they're going to turn around and come back in the fall and deliver on uh, a whole nother run of the, the, the comic. Maybe another five issues. That'd be awesome. So... All that to say, like, these things are awesome. I love them. I think they're amazing. I would love to be able to take the time and just talk to people that have also read these things or whatever. And it's been very hard for me to find these kinds of things. So if any of this sounds interesting or fun to you, reach out to me on social media. Let's have those conversations. Let's have those conversations in public so other people can see, like, I need to be reading Bitter Root or I need to be reading Mudbug, you know? So... Yeah, that's that's kind of where I'm at in my life is like I really like these things, but I'm tired of just having it all in my head. I'm trying to think out loud. I'm trying to be out loud. I'm trying to be more public interfacing. Um, And so that'd be great if people want to reach out to me, like this podcast, share this podcast. If if you thought it was interesting, there's a chance somebody else might. And um, as they say in the business that I'm in, you never know who you know. So, you know, you might post a po- this podcast because you liked it and all your friends might not like it, but one of them might share it because they know somebody that might be into that kind of thing, you know? So you never know what's going to happen. Please, you know, interact with me, get this out there and, you know, help me build that community that I'm looking for because I can't find it anywhere. So, you know, that's really what this is all about. I've had an awesome time talking to everybody. And uh, I guess I'm going to get out of here for now, but 
within a week, I should be back with another episode. So stay tuned.